On Monday, August 8th, Tall Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as proud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. Off the bench, doing great. Hi, aren't you that guy everybody hates? No, man, no. This is Tall Can Audio. Follow along on Twitter at Tall Can Audio or at Facebook.com slash Tall Can Audio. Just do it! Welcome inside episode 799 of the Tall Can Audio podcast. Matt over here, Rob over there. What's going on tonight, man? Yeah, for, for any good listener out there waking up in, on their Friday morning and thinking <laughs> you're going you're gonna to hear something else, not happening. <laughs> so uh, on a, it's it's the analogy we're going to use is, is the backup goalie. Uh, I really had no idea. I'm like... Uh, I got a couple of hot dogs down the down the one pad. Got that primo bag of popcorn. I have no idea that I'm starting. And then all tonight. of a sudden, got the look down the bench. And, oh fuck! <laughs> this is it. So, um, but I'm good to go, man. I'm good to go in a pinch. What do you need? And, and you know what? I got, I got great backup goalie hair. <laughs> like you know, there's some sticking out from who, under the hat who, too. Like uh... there's some people who are meant to be like. Um, Jamie McLennan meant to be a starter, not a not a face in the head for <laughs> for a backup. Darren Poopa meant to be a starter, but yet there he was at the end of the bench quite a bit. Uh, Damian Rhodes, that's great starter, that's great backup hair. Yep, and it's too bad Henrik Lundqvist. He was he was moving in that direction, and he's a good looking man. He'd be a <laughs> he, he'd be a great backup. Uh, our friend Michaela under the weather, so uh, Rob, good enough to uh, jump back in, and uh, we wish her well. She'll be back with you next week, no doubt. Certainly. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? Well, we had just talked about Prince Eddie's Brewing Company out of Picton, and I got my most recent uh, delivery, and in it, cream ale. And and really, I, I'm drinking it because a they come in the small cans, so okay, yeah, two it's of them a, on a school, school night. That's it. Two of those. That's what we call weeknight beers. Um, and it's a groovy can, kind of in pastels. And the cream ale makes me feel like I'm maybe sucking back a cream soda, but <laughs> not quite. And it, it's it's nice and fresh and clean. I'm, I'm actually, uh, I could take down a couple of these. Highly drinkable. I'll be honest with you. I've been struggling over here because, uh, you know, ordered so many stouts with the last couple that I had put in. And I'm down to just the the Imperials. And so every time I'm like reaching in the fridge, especially for a night like this, we're recording this a little later than uh, than usual in the middle of the week and whatever. 9.5, 10, 9, 9 point. God damn it. Right. Just looking for. Um, so we've gotten to the lowest one I have here, a 6.5 um, from Old Tomorrow. This is the Double Up Coffee Espresso Stout. Oof. And it's bringing it. I can tell you. Uh, what? <laughs> I cracked it in the uh, in the green room, waiting to get started, and right off the hop, it's bringing everything it said it was going to. But uh, that's the lightest beer I had in the fridge, so time to replenish. Look for some lighter stuff for these, uh, you know, late night. Leafs are on at ten. I, you know, it's it's. I gotta pace myself, right? And uh, the, so what was the brew? What was the brewery? Old Tomorrow. I don't know if I've heard of that. Yeah, I think I've tried something once before. No, where's the can here? I, it should say on here somewhere where they're out of. I can't remember now off the top of my head. But uh, it's all right. No, yeah. no problems. It you're says, over there. Yeah, it says. Uh, like I said, you're you're getting the espresso all day out of this, and I don't think it's going to help keep me awake. Like maybe you'd hope, but uh, that's what we're riding with today. And uh, maybe Sunday we'll hit something a little uh, 
closer to the Imperial. We'll get back over there. Well, that's a nice, that'll be a nice afternoon, late afternoon show. Exactly. And see, I, I'm, I'm now at, f- at first blush here. I'm, I'm wishing that maybe I had three of these. Okay. Well, like I said, this is called the double up and I did grab two despite the higher alcohol. <laughs> so Okay. Well, and, and I'm wishing because I'm thirsty and as per usual, we're going to get out of any kind of preamble and I'll have finished first beer <laughs> and I'll be, and I'll be looking for something. I'll have to nurse the next one through. Uh, if you haven't had a chance, go back, check out episode 798. That was with Graham Creech and Steve Bunda. Tons of UFC talk with a couple of the good old boys over at TSN 1200. Really enjoyed that one. And 797, Dr. Vicky Forster, kicking back Toronto craft beers, em- fully embraced in the uh, Leafs Nation. And then she answered, as we called them, my idiot pandemic questions. So a couple of good shows there. We're on Twitter and Instagram at TallCanAudio, Facebook.com slash TallCanAudio. Where do you want to start, man? I want to start. Did you know, as of recording this, Matt, mm-hmm. this day, so by the time you good listener listen to this, it's a, it's a, yeah, you know, it'll be 12, 12 hours later. But as of recording this, if you go back 22 years ago to 1999. It's a good year. The, the Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> set an NHL record. Any uh, guesses as to what that record is, Mike? I may have seen this. Um, uh, it, it's, it, it was a 4 nothing Leafs win. Correct. And, and they either, on the fewest number of shots taken, I think they only got nine shots and won 4 nothing. Is that right? That is absolutely correct. Okay. I saw that this morning. Our good buddy Mike Comito always uh, throwing up his hockey tidbits. Yeah, 28 to 9, they were outshot. <laughs> And Cujo doing his thing, keeping them in it. And yeah, four zip, which is the lowest shot total ever for a winning team in an NHL game. Is it really? Okay. Um, and about a year later, the Blues would uh, absolutely get redemption as we blew a 5 nothing third period lead to them and lost in overtime. So uh, they managed to come back with a storm. I asked uh, Sportsnet Stats. They they never got back to me. Fucking guys. Um, <laughs> on Monday night, Leafs beat the Oilers 3-0 uh, and scored on their first shot of the game. So I wanted Sportsnet Stats to tell me the last time a team scored the game-winning goal on their first shot of the game. And uh, no answer. I'm sure it's not horribly uncommon, but I would have been curious to find out. Did they not score on their first two shots in that I game? I believe it was their first two, but yeah, the first one was the game winner. So. Okay, yeah, clearly, clearly. That was a fun hey, week, man. Fun trip through Edmonton. Thanks for the hospitality, yeah. guys. Well, and the other one was, it was going to be when, if ever, has a team shut that out its awesome. opponent three straight times <laughs> with three different goalies. Yes. I don't know if that's ever been done. Oh, that's and 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 turns out it didn't. Okay, slack ass. No, (laughs) just a lousy six one. uh, Yeah, Freddie, he let us down, man. Well, as he does, (laughs) right? And and it turns out, if if in two thousand, if the Leafs gave up a coughed up a five goal lead, yeah, that seems like a franchise thing. We got leads. Well, you can see why I wasn't particularly worked up about the 5-1 a couple of weeks ago. Seen it, done this. Right? Yeah, that's not even the best. <laughs> right, call me Get when you're... out of here. <laughs> so, uh, Leon Dreisaitl, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think that's the best place to start. Yeah, uh, Dreisaitl, after the uh, the 6-1 game, uh, Oilers lose three in a row to the Leafs after coming in winning something stupid, like 11-13, like just ridiculous run. Um, they get shut down, and... He's out there doing one of his Zoom interviews, and I guess he was kind of asked a, a softball question. I didn't see the first question, but he, he was kind of dismissive about it. And the follow-up question from uh, Rob, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Tuchkowski is what we're going with, um, post-media, of course. Says, well, speaking of not good enough, how about you and the, the star player, I'm paraphrasing, but not that crazy, you and the, the other star players being you know, unable to hold up your end of the bargain. Um, you know, how did you feel about that or whatever? And, and Dreisaitl comes back with, oh, we loved it. Love not being able to score a single point in three games. A little yeah. snarky, little whatever, yeah. and we'll drop the audio in here. But uh, Speaking of not good enough, your top players didn't produce much of anything in this series. Does it add to the frustration that you guys uh, 
really didn't uh, hold up your end of the bargain? No, we love that. We love going without a point in, in three days for sure. It's great. I got to tell you, if you're going to ask me a stupid question, get ready, yeah. man. Uh, you know, like, well, and, and, and it's Tchaikovsky, I believe. Okay, sure. And, and, and I, I believe, yeah, what do you, you know, closer to it was, does it compound the problems right. that, that you couldn't hold up your end? Yep. And yeah, and that's what he came back with. And and honestly, I was listening to the audio and it's dripping with sarcasm. <laughs> oh, there's he goes, just snark, right? <laughs> yeah, when he's like, no, actually, we love it. We love going three games without a point. Like, what do you think? Now, um, Rob T is what I'm going to call him. <laughs> came back with another tweet. I believe it was first thing Thursday morning saying, you know what? was a little frustrated with how dismissive he was with the first question. So my question was then, you know, maybe a little more sarcastic or whatever than it needed to be. Um, you know, lesson learned, moving on kind of thing. And so he did take some responsibility for it, but there were countless other members of the media online today saying, that's just how it works. That was unprofessional by dry and, and they're like, to me, crippling their own argument, saying, you know, we served him a softball early, and when he didn't answer it, this is Ryan Rashog, he said, so we gave him the high fastball. Like, just stop, you self-important douche, right? Like, what are you talking about? You were doing him a favor with the softball? Then get out of here. You don't even belong in the, you know, like, what are you asking? You're not doing anything for the fans if you're admitting it was a softball. And then to talk like this is some code or whatever, then, oh, then you're getting the high heat. Get out of here, man. Is that the high heat? Is that what you're giving? Apparently, how come you haven't scored any points? Well, I got I got I got an assist tonight. (laughs) Jerk off! How about that? (laughs) One less than Jimmy VC got. Well, and 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 the thing is, you wonder with with Zoom, right? You're Uh you're not. Everyone's not in the same room, right? It is just sort of you are staring into a screen. And these guys are coming with these questions. A lot of people taking notice. Would you have asked that question face to face the way you did? Right? Like, because right. I well, think Tricidal would answer the same way, but I don't well, think maybe, you know, go ahead. Sorry. It's okay. I, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Right. When everybody's huddled around your, your stall, A, I'm not sure everyone, you know, there's a lot of guys out there who'll ask stupid questions. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so, but the thing is, if you double back to um, maybe a month ago, the Jake Voracek, Mm-hmm. Right, you recall that? Yeah, there was some history there between a reporter in in Philly and uh, yeah, Voracek told him off basically. Yeah, well, so it's and it's it's he and Konechny sitting up on the podium. <laughs> Konechny <laughs> killed himself. Well, Konechny looks like he was sleeping to begin with. Yeah, right. He sort of slumped and his chin's on his chest and and then he's and like, then oh, oh, are we doing yeah, this? Is this happening? Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, and he's looking over at him like yeah, <laughs> yeah. As what Voracek said, he goes, "You're a you're a fucking weasel." Right? I wasn't going to answer your question, but, you know, and so he's given it to him. And, and we've seen players do that, right? I think of Dan Boyle and Brett and whoever else the other guy is that yeah. he, with, the, with the Rangers at the end of his career. Yep. Right. You see that with players. They don't mind um, if they feel like you've ridden them fairly hard in the media or unfairly. Mm-hmm. But I, you, you seem to see early in the season or the first half of the season anyways, more of of players. Yeah you know, tired of the, tired of the BS. Well, there's just so much going on, right? Like when we go on the road, you can't go out, you're stuck in your goddamn hotel and you're playing these games and you know, you just had a horrible run. Like he's going to be boiling over. Uh, you know, I didn't really have a huge issue. I don't think it's something that needs to continue now. It doesn't sound like the reporter has any real ill will, you know, everybody's rushed to his aid. Like he's somehow been dishonored or he was just kind of like, all right, well, whatever, moving along. And, but it is interesting just to, and I've been wanting to ask you this. It's been in my notes for a couple of weeks and I've never gotten to it. When you see things like this and the Oilers won't be one of these teams, cause I, I do believe they're going to make the playoffs, but with how hard this season is and everything that's going on, if you're a team like Buffalo and they maybe have already done it, but some of these teams that are clearly going to be out of it, you think guys are just going to quit and like not necessarily go home, but just like fuck this, right? Like, uh, it's so much harder this year. Um, 
there, the, there's no there's not 20,000 people in the building like holding you accountable right like not booing you for dogging it on a shift or whatever do you think by the last month or so of this thing teams that are clearly out of it like this may get phoned in like very few seasons we've seen before yeah well and we've talked about it with fighting or anything else right yeah if, if you do not have that that the adrenaline rush that comes with with the crowd now i know somebody's going to give you lip service and say sure. oh they're pros yes they're they're paid for this and you're like yeah okay but at the end of the day and i think most of them are but there will be guys i think well there's the, people in calgary would tell you that monahan and Gaudreau are doing it already <laughs> eichel and uh Buffalo. yeah well, well this is it <laughs> yeah um yeah, I don't know. I just think it, it'll be interesting to see what gives out first, right? People's people's give a shit meter or yeah. people's legs, right? Because it oh, yeah. it just <laughs> it just seems like there's a pile of three and four nights. Mm-hmm. You know, there's it just it seems to be, and as we get into the second half of this abbreviated season, that's only going to get worse. Yeah, like you like you have teams that have already had their sort of five or six day breaks, mm-hmm. right? And and that's it. You're running. Every second night, pretty much. Well, I think the halves had theirs in like week two and a half or three. Like it seemed like right away, here's your break and now giddy up. Like, yeah. Well, Ottawa came off that West Coast uh, or that Western swing, Mm -hmm. right? Where they went through three in Vancouver, Winnipeg, into Edmonton. And uh, they were coming into Montreal, losers of seven in a row. Right. And uh, Montreal had had six days off. Yeah. Yeah. It it was reasonably early. Um, speaking of people getting a little testy, why don't we talk about Ovechkin and, and Trent Frederick and, uh, everything that went down there for those who didn't see it, uh, Trent Frederick, kind of a fourth line young guy for, uh, for Boston. He kind of, it's not a great hit. He puts on Ovechkin towards the boards and Ovechkin turns around like, fuck you. And the kid drops his gloves and now Ovechkin's giving him the real fuck you like get, get out of here i'm not fighting you now at that point washington is down one nothing so maybe he's also thinking you know i'm not leaving the ice for five minutes with you as the the trade-off uh but he's pissed and so a f- later on in the third period they end up tangled up again and and frederick's cross-checking him and the refs get in like they're gonna call it and ov gives him the old pitchfork right, right to the scrote man like right downtown and i, I I don't know what to like. Was he just sick of this guy or get the hell out of here? Like, it's a great video. He got fined five grand. That's nothing to Alex Ovechkin. There were some people saying maybe it could have been a suspension for a game or two. I I don't know. What was your take on the whole thing? Yeah, it's it's that fine line between, right? You got this young guy who's a bit of a meathead. Yep. Right. That's, that's, that's really his, he's not a, I believe he's a former winner of my Thatcher Demko award at the world juniors as the most, uh, NCAA name in, uh, at the world juniors. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's, it's spelled like he's a Prussian, yes. right? Like it's F R E D E R I C S right there. Yeah. It's just, it's, there's a like, lot going on. Yeah. yeah come on, man. So <laughs> And, and it's funny because it, it's it's timely and, and, and in in a bigger picture, um, I have less issue with it, right? Mm-hmm. The, the idea, Ovechkin's clearly not going to fight this guy, right? And yet there he is irritating me. And so is it a penalty? Is it findable? It's all those things. But you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give this to you. <laughs> Wham! And you know what? Here, kid. Yeah. I wonder if, if that guy wants to do that again. And I wonder, though, before he asked for the fight, if he saw what happened to the last guy, that young guy that Ovechkin fights. Yeah, just about caved his fucking face in. And now, in that case, people were all over Ovechkin, right, for being too too hard on the kid and, and you know, really beating the shit out of him. Um, I don't know what would have happened in, in this fight. I, Ovechkin's a monster of a man. Like he's He's a big man. Yeah, for sure he is. And he did not look impressed. So... I do have sort of time for in this sort of instance that that code thing, right? Where this is one of the top still five to ten players in the league, a legend, one of the all-time uh, great goal sc- uh, One of the guys in, who wrote the article I read said that he's only got about seven hundred and eleven goals on Trent Frederick as a lead, right? Like maybe you just show that guy a little more respect, like play hard and all these things, but 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I, at the same time, I, I think maybe Ovechkin would have been better served to take a hard run at him or something rather than rather than yeah. a slash to the nuts. Well, and, and well, see, it, it, yeah, he dropped like a ton of bricks yeah, too, well, man. Yeah, I guess. Right? Like, <laughs> um, but but the thing is, and, and it's it's interesting because we're looking at here in Ottawa with with Stutzla, who's 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 flying, he's doing all these things as a young guy, and teams teams are taking notice, yep. right? And teams are chippy on him, right? Like. Sure. They're they're working the young guy over, right? And so nothing a little Michael Haley can't fix. Okay, we'll get back to that. <laughs> okay. But see, see, here's the thing, right? Is is Ovechkin? You go well. You, you got you got Wilson. You got Chara. Yes. on that on that team. But at the end of the day, Ovechkin says, "I'm going to make my own space. Uh, I'll create some distance between yeah, us." Right. All right. <laughs> and again, yeah, I'll, I'll take a seat. But guess what, buddy? We're not doing this again. Right. And and I think at some point young guys have to figure out like look at Malkin Malkin's another guy who's man he's got sharp elbows yes, and he's, he does. he's he's a guy who's never going to drop the gloves or maybe never drop the gloves he dropped him with Blake Wheeler I recall <laughs> um but but he's a guy who's going to make his own space yep. right he's going to stick you he's going to elbow you and and I know we talk about weasels in the game but we are talking about star players who who don't want to always depend on on a henchman or something and so yeah i think what ovechkin stutzler could take a lesson from from it, that it gets a little nba-ish right where the refs will almost let the star the, the the stars are taking shit all night and if you don't do something crazy they'll let you as a star get away with a little more to create that distance right there's all kinds of video you can find of guys going into the corner as you suggest with Malkin and he's got an elbow up that just Jesus or you know some of these guys the yeah and and they kind of get away with it as long as you don't cross a certain line because it's better than calling you know it's part of that game management and and you don't want the game to be full of fights and all this stuff so yeah you kind of let that stuff happen now this was obviously a bit of a, a crossed line but uh, it's what I've complained about for years on Chara right that the guy has long since not been able to keep up, but he just grabs guys in the crease and throws them down and whatever, and it he built up this reputation. He kinda gets away with it. I, I think, you know, Ovechkin may have been better off here to take a bit of a charge right at him or something like that and, and send his message that way than than what because he yeah. could have ended up suspended here. Like that wouldn't have shocked anybody. No. And and, and I don't want to come across, although I clearly have, as advocating no, for no for spearing and, and cheap shots, but <laughs> to the groin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's a little room and, and mm-hmm. it's a guy who, as you've said, right. I think, I think Ovechkin's going to be okay with a hard hit. Yep. Right. I think he's going to be okay if, if the kid plays him tough. Yep. Right. Cause he's dealt with that all the way through, but how many, how many, how many majors, how many fighting majors do you think Ovechkin has in his thousand games. That's yeah, single right? digits, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm counting it on one hand. And so <laughs> the fact that this guy is going to drop the gloves and try and get out of here, loser. <laughs> and, and that's it, right? At some point, you're like, you, my friend, have not read the room or <laughs> anything right. Yeah. You know, you're you're kind of out there and you're missing the point. And so. Did you have a. Kinda, sorry. No, it's great. Did you have a point you wanted to get to there on the uh, the Michael Haley comment with uh, you referenced well, Stutzla? Yeah, well, and it's it's the idea that that the coaching staff here in Ottawa playing Montreal, mm-hmm. who who you've already split your four games with, right? They've won two of them, and yep. and you're gonna what? You're gonna dress Michael Haley to fight who? Ben Sherratt, right? Get dummy like by Corey, Josh Anderson or Corey get, Perry? Corey Perry, <laughs> like. Yeah, this five foot nothing guy who can barely play. Yeah, right. And th- and then you skate him for five minutes. Well, that's it. Right? I, like the, uh, there was a couple highlights, and uh, you know I'm pretty tied up here at Sense Twitter of people's. There it is. Like there he is getting slashed and hacked, and Michael Haley's sitting on the fucking bench. Like what good is this? You're just taking up a spot. And what is yeah. Austin Watson's job if it's not yeah. this? Like yeah. And so you have a fourth line with Artem Anisimov on it. <laughs> Right. And, and Haley yeah. and Watson. And so you're really down to, you know, you're down to yeah, three yikes. and a 
three and a third of a lineup on a back-to-back night. Yep. Right? And so you say, that to me is just terrible coaching. And so at some point, yeah, the kids got to learn how to how to figure it. And if not, you got Watson, you got good Branson, yeah. right? There are guys on the ice who who can who can do oh, this. Really, it's you not, got Brady. Like you don't want him doing that, but he would do that. Like we already did it. He already yeah. bloodied Gerard the last time <laughs> they played. Yeah. And so I, I'm not sure. It's not like they have Ryan Reeves or they. You know, there's a guy who can play. You know, like we, right? Austin Watson get dummied by Lucic the other night. Like he's a beast of a man too, but Montreal doesn't have one of those guys. Right. And so at that point, you can no longer dress those guys. Like I, I'm not sure if if DJ in some way thinks he's still coaching in Oshawa. <laughs> he might be again ho- soon. Yeah, it's not junior hockey, man. And and you gotta stop those things. You gotta stop doing those things. That so that was in terms of tying the whole thing yeah. together, right? Was was the Stutzel issue. Because he hasn't yet earned the OV respect, he may, For, but he, right, but no. But yeah. what he needs to do is, and is he's got teammates to stick up for him yep. on the ice without bringing in, and not even a nuclear deterrent. No, it's like um, it's like sticking your finger in a in a socket kind of thing, right? <laughs> it's not a, and so I don't get it. You just walk away I, with I your hair it, frizzed, and you're that was about the extent. Of it. Yeah, well, this is and, and sore knuckles. Yeah, <laughs> right. If if you look at the one fight he has had was with Nathan Beaulieu, who. Bullhue was kind of whipping him around. And you're like, <laughs> Bullhue is a middleweight at best. And and you, I, I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure what we're doing here. So if we can just stop it, stop it, let let the whole thing play out, let the kid find his way, and, and keep Michael Haley on the taxi squad. He's earning a salary. Good, right on, buddy. Power to you. We'll call you if Austin Watson needs a day off. Yeah, or Branson. Sure. Um. I think one of the other things I wanted to touch on briefly, and I don't want to spend a ton of time here, but I only bring it up because I've spent so much time on this show saying, I don't know what I'm looking at in this Canadian division. Is it as bad as it looks? You know, is it partly that the Leafs are as good as they look? Um, There's a lot of attention all of a sudden being paid to, yeah, well, this division isn't very good. And, And I am coming at this argument, obviously, through blue goggles because, you know, the Leafs, in some ways, maybe just not getting a whole lot of credit. Um, Dom Luschishin put out a piece in The Athletic talking about strength of schedule, division versus division kind of thing. And I don't want to break into all the numbers that he did, because frankly, I'm not smart enough to do that, but I will post a link for anybody interested in all the uh, in all the usual places. And he's essentially saying that it's pr- it's not the strongest division in hockey, but it's not that different from a lot of these other ones. He points out, and and no one would have predicted this. I think we would have predicted that Boston would have been good, but that Boston's kind of running away with their division a little bit right now too. And then there's this mushy middle and then some crap at the bottom. What's up, Buffalo? Now, the mushy stuff in the middle of that division is better than the mushy stuff in the middle of of the North. Um, That Western Conference has three teams worse than Vancouver, where in our division, only one team is worse than Vancouver. Um, so, you know, this argument that the Leafs are just getting fat on bad teams is a little bit flawed. Um, did you have a, I know you didn't have time to read the whole thing, but as you've watched it, it seems like maybe you've been more willing to grab a hold of what this is quicker than I was, but was there anything in there that stood out to you or did you have a take on this? Yeah, and and I think what you're suffering from from Matt is, well, it's yeah, it's your leaf fandom, right? And your oh, I suffer your, from that often. <laughs> your your decades of disappointment. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, the Leafs are playing really well. Yep. Right, and I think what what you're doing is is you're trying to you're trying to comfort yourself because in the back of your head you're saying. We're peaking too soon. It can't be this good. This good this early. Save some of this good juice for me. There's some of that, yeah. Um, But the reality is they are playing well. And and the part that I think that that Dom touched on early in the article, that's where I was. first half, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Was he talked about, yeah, it's it's got some poor defensive teams in this division. 
It also has some really good offensive players mm-hmm. in this division. And I, I, I haven't looked this week, but I know last week, nine of the top 10 scorers in the league yeah. came from this division. Yeah, you can point to the defense, but when you look at what, what Toronto just did in this most recently through Edmonton, where they have two killers, pre- premium, premium offensive players. I say offensive players because yep, that's the right neither term. one of them, neither one of them could check their hat. <laughs> um, yeah, and in three games, one goal. Yep, that with three different goalies, your your starter, your backup, and the guy they hope they would never see yeah, again ever. Punted a year ago. You're right. back and, and he's starting. <laughs> like that skunk in your backyard. You're like, man, I thought we got rid of that. <laughs> um, and yet there's one goal. Yep. And did you catch Edmonton in a lull? Maybe, but guess what? Play the games. And, and the last time Connor McDavid went two games without a point was like 2018. And so he blows people apart on nights after he goes one game without a point. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So that to me is is the part I take away from this is is how 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 calm Toronto looks in their own end against some good offensive teams. Yes. Like, if the hole has always been Toronto's D and they're surviving in this high flying offensive division and excelling division. You know, again, you and I both said a hundred times before this season, you don't get, and long before we knew it was going to be the North, doesn't even matter till the playoffs. But that said, they're doing the things everyone said they needed to do better, right? They look better. They've improved in those areas. And that has to be worth something in the counterbalance of, you know, what this division may or may not be. Right. And, and so that to me is what I come back to. I think they're the best offensive team and they have the second best, you know, goals for and against differential. Mm-hmm. So that is, that's one of those things where if what they've been able to do is, is to keep the puck out of their own end yep. and out of their own net and without sacrificing the offense. So as opposed to in the past where they would be this all offense all the time, pin the ears back and go and yes. you go, whatever happens back there happens back there. <laughs> Sorry, Fred. Yeah. It, it's, we'll see it's you not, after the game. <laughs> they're doing that thing that, that coaches talk about. We can get great success if we defend and transition. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, that's a myth. <laughs> that doesn't really happen. No. That's coach. That's coach speak. Right. And you're like, but yet here it is. Right. Their, their offense hasn't been sacrificed. And worth noting, they did it at least the first two games. I think there was no Austin Matthews. Am I right with that's, that? Yep, that's right. And so, you know, there he is flushing his 50 goals down the drain, so. man, sitting out. Or or, uh, or did he? Yeah. <laughs> He's going for okay. 50 and 40 now. <laughs> <clears throat> the only. So, so that to me. Now, go ahead, Matt. I was going to say the only part of this that I, or the, the part I am enjoying the most of, because there is a certain amount of, of Leafs self-doubt and everything, but no one said this division was going to be terrible before it started, right? There was talk about how strong it would be, but there was teams that people liked here. And the part that I am enjoying the most that is that people are so unwilling to give, and this is mainly coming out of Western Canada, Leafs any credit that they would rather say, we we just suck. The rest of the division sucks. That's why Toronto's record good, and that's why they look elite and all these things. It's not because Toronto's good. You, it, it's somehow become easier to just say, ah, no, we're just bad. Like, well, okay. Well, like, <laughs> no yeah, one else is yeah. allowed to say that, but if that's more fun for hey, you. Matt. Yeah, have you, hey, Matt, have you lost weight? No, I've actually gained a couple of pounds. Like that's the way it has to be. Like you're like so indignant, and and it's worth noting that two of Ottawa like threw of Tro- that in there just just to do that. <laughs> I don't know what the point was other than just to say it. <laughs> it's not no, like it's inaccurate, it, but it's <laughs> no, it, no it's, it's one of those things where where someone pays somebody a compliment, or it's it's you'd rather divert yes the, the, the any positivity. To your own negativity, That's right. right? At your at your own expense. Yep. And so it could be, hey Rob, have you lost weight? <laughs> no, actually, um, I have went up a belt size or right. whatever it is, yep. right? It just happened. Anything it was to keep to... that person from being right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is it. And, and but the reality is it's worth noting that 
I think I think because Ottawa was so poor going through Vancouver and and Edmonton, yeah, that they look at 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 Toronto being in it over over here and, and pounding on Ottawa. <laughs> Worth noting, two of Toronto's losses, yeah, have come to Ottawa. Like the, that's how it goes. I don't like that. I don't care for that either. Right? <laughs> like, well, yeah. I mean, there's Why only four of them, so you do remember more the more clearly, but. It, it's just one of those things where just like just get on board with the fact that we'll figure it out in May or June or I don't even know when the playoffs are supposed to start. May, right? but, May, yeah. May 12th, May 15th. So this is all what it is, but I do I do enjoy watching other fan bases burn their own teams down rather than just go, yeah, they played the Leafs played pretty good tonight. <laughs> okay, buddy, whatever you got to do. The other thing we wanted to touch on here tonight was, you know, we're, believe it or not, pretty close to the halfway point of the season. And um, I don't know, there's there's been some things that, you know, have been, I guess for me, the big one that would stand out if, if we're going to kind of reflect a little and look back. And I, I thought Buffalo would be better than this. Now, that's a low bar to clear. I thought Calgary would be better. Um Chicago got off to that crazy hot start and is sort of coming back to earth a little bit. But um, any of those jump out at you or anything on your mind that has, you know, in an unpredictable season yet somehow still surprised you? Yeah, well, it's 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 how unpredictable, you know, you have you have a spot where some divisions and some teams have played 12 and 14 games. Right, so it's really hard to tell. And Dallas came out and they looked really good. And then I think they went seven in a row without a win. I was talking to somebody the other day who's done is in a pool, which I wanted no part of this year, obviously. But they got Dallas back out of COVID or whatever, loaded up their team that week on Dallas, and then the blizzard hit, and Dallas got shut down completely non-corona related, but missed another what two, three games, whatever it was. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It, for for me, if if we look at yeah, Debrinket is was killing it in Chicago, mm-hmm. and and some guy I'd never heard of playing goal for them was look Kevin was looking, was looking was looking pretty good, um, but you you knew that was just <laughs> that was not going to take. Right. Um, for me, I, I I look at at Nashville. What's going on there? Mm-hmm. That's that seems like you're ready for a teardown. Yeah, the um, old days are over there. I think uh, for sure. And if you look at now, um, they brought in Boro to anchor that de- decor for him. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's gone wrong there. Great anchor, no doubt. Yeah, anchor <laughs> is the word. Um, if you look at here in 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 the north, uh, I'm surprised right now with how indifferent Calgary looks. Yeah. Like to me, they that defense that still, still with Giordano, who's who's <laughs> obviously getting older, but you know Hannafin, Anderson, uh, just to me they, they have some pieces there. Mm-hmm. And now Markstrom's been hurt, but man, they look they look like they don't look like a playoff team to me. And and on the flip side, I'm I'm and I surprised. Picked them to win the division. <laughs> yeah, I had them second. But I'm surprised too with Winnipeg. Yeah, in right? what way? Because they seem to be coming on again. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. I had the, I, I had them them in sixth. Right. Okay. Right? And you see that almost universally in a lot of places. A lot of people did, and and to me, their sort of patchwork defense is is kind of holding them there. And 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 Hellebuck's been good, and they've been lighting it up up front. Right. It's so I I'm I'm kind of. I'm surprised, that, and I'll be interested to see if these trends hold through the rest of the season, right? Or if because everything is so much more magnified in the shorter season, yeah, right? That you go, yeah, okay, that's the ebbs and flows of an NHL season, right? Will those hold, or or will teams like Montreal, right? Will they just sort of come back to juggernaut status? <laughs> oh, and he. And, <laughs> And and do you think it's do you think it's any coincidence that Dom 
Lucian in his. In I his do article. not think there is a. Co- it's a coincidence that he called the Leafs a juggernaut in his article. Twice, <laughs> yeah, twice in in the headline and then in the first paragraph, right? Yes. Um, okay. I yeah. don't think that's a, a coincidence at all. But you you make an interesting point. Like a lot of these things through eighty two games, like you say, they kind of ebb and flow, and you're up and down. But all things kind of equal out by the end of it. Do you run out of time for things to to equal out by the end of it? Right? Do they just sort of fall out of it faster. I, I I was higher on Winnipeg than some. I had them in that fourth playoff spot, kind of battling Montreal and Vancouver. Um, and then they got off kind of a, a rough start. But that defense, that patchwork, no-name defense, that Neil Pionk-led defense, just hanging tough, man, and, and Hellebuck doing his thing. Um, I don't think they'd be any fun to play in a seven-game series their forwards are big and talented especially adding Dubois now and and Hellebuck could hurt you fast so um I wonder what you think of that eastern division I think and I can't remember you know how pronounced I thought it would be I thought Boston while still good would take a step back and I I'm pretty sure I probably assumed maybe Philly might step up and take that division or maybe even Washington again. But there is that kind of meaty middle with, with the Penguins, with the Islanders. Um, Boston's kind of stepped way out in front of that. Is that at all surprising to you? Or did you think they still had another year or two? No, no, I I did not. I thought with the loss of Chara, the loss of Krug, trying to fill from within with guys like Saboro, right? And you're like, that's, that's never going to happen. Right. And and he's playing he's playing top pair minutes with with McAvoy mm-hmm. right on some on some nights and uh, that night that Washington game he played over twenty minutes so um, you know not flashy but better than I expected yeah for sure right? me too In Washington too maybe a little worse than I expected well because they're goaltending I th- I think I think everybody expected that you know if you look at it in that division between the Russian goalies, right? Shesterkin, Samsonov. I, I just think, I think we're, people were expecting more. Yeah. Right. And maybe I'm being unfair to them. I mean, they did have four or five guys or whatever suspended or into protocol or whatever. in that hotel thing that went on really early on and, and Samsonov, I guess got pretty sick with the, the virus and he hasn't been great all season, but he also missed some time and they're having to ride that. What's his Vanacek or something. The, the, yep, the another it, kid there. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'm being a little unfair to them. I, I don't, I, and maybe the only other one that, that I would touch on is, and they look fine and I'm sure at the end they'll be standing. Colorado just doesn't look like they have it quite put together. Yeah. They, there's just something, just something a little missing. There's so much talent there that I assume it will happen and they'll get it figured out. But what little I've seen of them and, and just kind of looking at, at some highlights in the record, it, they, I don't know, like they're fine, but maybe just not as good as I expected they'd be. Right. And and at they were like seven, four and two or something yep. like that, right? They or whatever it was. It's it, it was it just wasn't as you would expect them to be in that division. Yeah. That they would be they would be out in front with Vegas and just and sort of lapping. Right. Talking about talking about a team that's gonna feast on some soft some California goodness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you sort of um, but that'll come, I think. I do too. Right, and if and if you look at at what they got going on, like right now, Makar and Byram are both out, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right, but they still have some interesting pieces. I like the addition of Devon Taves there. I think sure. in terms of, and if Grubauer can stay healthy, and and we'll see what happens. I think last night or two nights ago, uh, McKinnon took that headshot. Yeah, and, and he had to leave the game, and and they're saying, oh, he'll be fine, but. Yeah, this sounds a lot like Bobby Clark's Philadelphia Flyers, and <laughs> I'm I'm not sure you want to always just go with what the team says. Can no. I have an, Can I have an independent look at this? Um. So yeah, that that's interesting, and I fully expect that that Grubauer will be good enough. Yeah, yeah. If if he stays healthy and makes it, and, and they make it into the playoffs, like as long as they don't have to go back to Pavel Francouz for. Whose house? Yeah, for whose right? house? <laughs> yeah, exactly. As long as we don't have to go back to him for anything. Yeah. Right, except for a bucket of ice at the hotel, perhaps. Well, they were down to, they were using Hutch in the playoffs last year, and strangely, he looked way better for them than he did for us. So, funny how that works. Um, the on other a, thing, yeah, the other thing, um, and, 
it wasn't in our notes here. I don't know if you had a chance to catch it, but they released just before we sat down to to record here um, an insider trading there on TSN, and they were talking about this growing uh, pessimism or or whatever this this sense setting in that even by the time the first two rounds of the playoffs are over, there won't be cross border travel happening. So whatever the 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 North team is that gets out of of Canada is going to probably have to move. And so they, they've talked about, would you put all four in a bubble, right? Bubble just that final two round, maybe in Vegas or, or something like that, where you tons of hotels, all the same things we talked about last summer. Would you, um, the other thing they talked, the TSN guys talked about was, let's say it's Toronto. They go to Buffalo. If it's Winnipeg, they go to Minnesota, right? Presuming that those teams aren't going to be using their buildings at that point. Um, you know, Vancouver, maybe, I don't know if the Seattle building is ready yet or not, but you try and keep them as close as possible for media, um, for maybe if you are vaccinated, the rules have changed. Like maybe you can go back and forth and you're allowed to have a thousand Canadians at the Minnesota arena. Like, I, I don't know, but I just wonder, um, do you think it matters and if you did it like if you let's say it's it's winnipeg and they go to minnesota would you rather have them all four bubbled so it's an even playing field or would you just say for one year sorry like you're in your uh, someone else's building and that's the way it's going to be sir you mean all four division winners yes if all four division winners when we get to the conference finals or that yeah. semifinal should they all go to the same bubble somewhere or do they get to keep playing out of their buildings and the Canadian team's just going to have to deal with it? Well, as a Canadian, I'm, <laughs> I'm suggesting that they should all bubble in Edmonton or sure, in Toronto. Why not do that again? Right. Everybody should come North where sanity <laughs> prevails. Although, although they are saying if, if you look at a May, May 12th, mid May start. Yeah. You, you know, sleepy Joe Biden, uncle Joe, whatever you want to call him. He's saying that uh, every there'll be enough vaccines for every American by the end of June for their first shot, and and I think he said end of May this week. Okay, see they're they're, they're just they're getting, after it, man. They're going. They're, they're getting fired up. Luckily, so, only forty five percent of their population wants to be vaccinated. Or fifty five. So you'll get her no, done quick. Twenty five percent, I think, is how it is, right? <laughs> um. So, but yeah, I, I, I we'll see. Do you think right? it matters? Especially like down there, if you get to the conference finals and you got that many people vaccinated and like Texas this week was just like, whatever, we're open, like no restrictions. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> so you may, the other three teams in theory may have full buildings, let alone limited whatever. And let's say it's Winnipeg in Minnesota. That place is going to be basically empty. Like if I'm in Minnesota, I don't really care about watching the Jets and whoever in those home games. It, it does seem like somewhat of a disadvantage but maybe it's when you just kind of have to eat i, I don't know yeah because the, the reality is it's going to be easy to get into the states yep super easy it's what do you do coming home right right and so whether you're media and, and now clearly they would have to like let's look at at toronto i think toronto is, is a great option yep you, you send him to buffalo it's crazy, wicked punishment. They can book him with the, they can book him with the Jays. Right. What hotel did the Jays use? <laughs> um, the Best Western. Yeah, exactly. Rochester. Motel 6 or something. Um, North Tonawanda. The, yeah, there's nothing better there. That's it. <laughs> I got it in the Holiday Inn Express. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it comes down to the media just, you got to bite it. Yep. I think That's so. Like, like you looked at Jays media last year that had to go down. They're like, yeah, I haven't been home in 75 days or whatever it was. Yeah. Right, some of them went down, and that was just, hey man, we're we're living here in Western New York and loving it. Brian A's on Overdrive today on uh, TSN Toronto Radio was saying, um, if it was for some reason in Vegas, even open fully to the fans, um, but everybody was bubbled there or whatever, he's like, you've seen what the Leafs crowds look like in Buffalo or out west or you know Toronto or Ottawa. He's like, do you not think there's probably 2,000 Leaf fans that would just go to Vegas for those two weeks and stay another two should they get through to the cup final and just go for whatever I'll deal with the quarantine when I get home like I, I'm surprised Matt that it's that's that it's as low as 2,000 I bet yeah if the Leafs somehow get to a conference final and you may that that North Tonawanda Motel 6 might be full man like 
Yeah, no, no, this is what I'm saying. There'll be people, there'll be people just who go and stay. Yeah. Well, they don't have jobs anyways. There's nobody, there's nobody working. Oh, I see. So. Now the Leafs are too poor. That's the problem. Yes. No, no, not the Leafs themselves. The Leafs, the Leafs are rolling and they're filthy rich. I'm just saying, I'm just saying in terms of, of COVID and yeah. whatever else, you're like, man, I don't, I don't got a job. So they may, they may, you know, get a third of a building full somewhere, just no matter where uh, they stick them. And this is it. If if you were to, if you were to say, "Hey, man, you need to you need to give up a month." Yeah, but, but the Leafs are going to play in a Cup final, right? I've given up a year. Why not one given, more month? <laughs> given up most of your adult life. <laughs> um, and these things just keep coming to me. I'm going to hit you with one more here. It was just a point, kind sure, of as man. we uh, circled I'm around. Gonna, I'm at a beer though, so well, we'll make her quick. Um, <laughs> the. I, I was talking to a couple of fans from the Vancouver fan base. Thomas Drantz, who's a, a writer there on, for the Athletic, uh, does the Canucks stuff. He had a cup, an interesting thread going, and and there were some reasonable Canucks fans in the comments saying, like, yeah, they look good. And, and one guy raised the question, and he just said, do you think it's got something to do with ownership? And not necessarily that they're rolling in it, but it's a faceless corporation. And as long as the Leafs keep making money, they largely stay out of it. When you look around the rest of the division, a lot of families, right? A lot of guys. There's the Molson family. There's there's Eugene. There's the Aquilini guy. There's uh, Daryl Cates, right? And I don't even remember what's going on out in Calgary. But, you know, whether or not. I think it, pretty deep, deep, deep pocketed, hands off people in Winnipeg too. Thompson's. Yeah, and, yeah uh, like one of the richest families in the world. And they don't yeah. seem to interfere much. But like whether or not it matters that, you know. MLSC will just kind of say, yeah, whatever. As long as you're making money, we're largely good here. Whereas Aquilini or Cates or Eugene, subject to the emotional whims of any fan, right? I'm invested here. I want to see how this is going to go. And I'm going to talk to the coach or the GM and, and things like that. Do you think that plays into it yeah. at all? I just thought it was an interesting point. That's all. Well, I think, I think Matt, you have just glossed over in one, in that last sentence, something that's very interesting, right? Um, that when you have a person, a family, or whatever it is, the Cates, the Melnicks, that, that's really the where Pagulas. I want to. Okay, so, <laughs> so what happens here is if you look in Buffalo, what's happening now with the Pagulas, they got, they're, letting, they're letting football people do football things. Right. Right? And now it's taken a while, but the football team is, is, is finding some success. Yeah, yeah. Right? Whereas there's... I think they're more heavily involved in hockey. Seem and I be. think, well, I think she's the I, president for she is. Yeah. And so I think you have Kim Pagula. Yep. You have in hockey, hockey lends itself to, I think hockey fans think they know we hockey. Think we know stuff. Right. And, <laughs> and it just sort of lends itself to, I'm going to get involved in this and I'm going to, I'm going to start telling people because I know shit. Right. No, you don't, you know, shit. That's absolutely it. <laughs> And so I, I think that's the key is, 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 you know, I, Hey, I coached, I coached Adam Peewee and Bantam hockey. Right. I, I can run the power play, man. I, I can advise you on, <laughs> on, 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 a, on how to run a PK, like yeah. let's do it. And so I think, I think that is, if anything, where there's something to what you're saying. Right. Yeah, hey, I'm, gonna put my, I'm gonna put my kid up on the podium on draft day. My kid may make the calls. Hey, what do you think, son? Let's Oof. go with cider. Right. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. No. There's been some rough stuff on the draft side for sure. But yeah. No. It was just an interesting point, and there have been times over the years where, like, um, there was some talk that it was Larry Tannenbaum in Toronto who stopped Kyle from firing Dubis after the second Boston. Um, loss. So it's not like it never happens, but largely with Bell and Rogers who are just like, yeah, just keep getting us fucking Benjamins rolling in here and they will basically stay out of it. Whereas, I mean, even this year, Aquilini's live tweeting games and like just putting out weird statements, given the, the dreaded vote of confidence to your general manager. Yeah, shoe um, polish. Yeah, it's been interesting, man. And it, it was just a point I saw someone else bring up and, um, I, I, I'm sure it circles back to what we were talking about earlier. In some cases, wanting to look deeper for why 
the Leafs are doing well this year, then maybe they're just a good team. But it was an interesting point that, you know, sometimes we hate faceless corporations as our ownership, which has often been the case, frankly, with the Blue Jays and Rogers. Um, but sometimes if things are going well, maybe it's for the best that uh, they just stay out of the way. Yeah, well, and again, I think when you look at, at, at all the moving parts in some of the different sports, right, and you sort of go, ah, man, and again, baseball with its huge web that is the minor leagues yes. and and everything, it's it's a lot to sort of bring in if you're just your, like I said, coaching peewee hockey. <laughs> um, yeah. Whereas, yeah, you know what? I, I know I can do this. I can do this. I can I can tell you what to do. And so, uh, I, yeah, I think the idea that the Leafs have bottomless pockets, I think is just good regardless. Like, like, yeah, no complaints not, on that. Let's not look any further <laughs> than that, right? True. Hey, so tell me something. Yeah. Are, are you are you, you getting the pay-per-view on Saturday night? Yep. Of course. Looks like a good card. Three title fights. Yeah. Do you re- I, I really only care about one. Okay. Right? I, it's it's the it's the Blackowitz yep. Adesanya fight, right? And I and I wonder, and and I I haven't really been following it as closely as, but man, twenty pounds that's a big step. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's a big step, and 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 you got a guy cut into two hundred five versus a guy who walks around at two hundred five. <laughs> ah, man, yeah. it's 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 it's, and I, I know. I know he's good at Asanya. Yeah. I, I understand all that, right? The twenty-two and zero or twenty and zero, whatever his mm-hmm. whatever whatever his record is, it doesn't seem to be bugging but, him. Like he said earlier this week, he's like, I don't know. I made a show up at one ninety-three. I don't care. Well, that's what he said. <laughs> I, 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 I saw that too, right? Where he said, Yeah, I'm going to come in. Probably, I, I'll probably come in lower than the the, yeah. the two hundred five limit. And so I, I get it, right? But he's like, Yeah, but there'll be there'll be virtually no weight cut if I don't want it, right? Right? And so. I'm going to come in bigger and heavier, but to me, the the, the wild card is I, I believe obviously Adesanya I believe is is number three in the pound pound rankings. Yes. Um, but well, Blagojevich is also like he's kind of come on late and he's got his title. It's his first defense. All these things. Polish power, baby. Polish power. Um, but he's it, you know, and he's been really good lately. But this this Adesanya kid looks, you know, prodigy like right like for sure. just for sure yeah but but what i'm saying is if you're stepping up yep. and you're feeling and you're feeling 205 power versus versus sure. 185 power that's it's it doesn't seem like a lot i think to the to the lay person right but that's a big difference right i'm not betting against them right i, I i'm not because as you say you know it's nine and zero in the ufc and 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 really has he has he even lost a round? I right. think is, 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 is some of the things, right? But but you are still you are still t- stepping up, and you were gonna you're gonna taste some good, sure, solid shots. And so I'll, I'll be interested to see how that goes. Amanda Nunes versus Megan Anderson. Amanda Nunes may be the greatest woman fighter ever in the UFC. Um, and then Petter Jan versus Aljamé Sterling. So a couple of big fights there. If you want to hear more about that, we went in depth. Um, with Graham Creech and Steve Bunda on episode 798. It's available wherever you're hearing this right now, so make sure you check that out before uh, before fight night Saturday, and I'm sure I'll have stuff to say about it on Sunday, no doubt, which is when we will be next with you. And and sorry, what show was this? 799. 99, baby. <laughs> on the ground. All the time. Baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then... So you and I are up next on uh, eight hundred on the Ocho. <laughs> on the Ocho, love it, man, love it. Okay, well, hey, for you, good listener, we'll be bringing it extra. Yes, on eight hundred. As long as I'm not hungover from UFC two fifty. Oh, count count on it, man. <laughs> and, and these bad boys have been running late too lately. Uh, yes, so, they uh, have. That's absolutely true. So. Uh, look for that. We'll be back with you. Well, it'll be mo- late Sunday night or Monday morning for most of you, but that'll be episode 800. Uh, in the meantime, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Tall Can Audio, Facebook.com slash Tall Can Audio. Subscribe wherever you're listening right now. And uh, we'll see you on episode 800. Off the bench, doing great. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. 
At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Thanks for listening. You can get more TCA at TallCanAudio.com or by searching TallCan Audio on your favorite podcast app.